Welcome to the Eyewitness Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Jo Wilson, and this is the show for women who struggle to accept their worth, but want to embrace their gifts and share their witness for Jesus. Today, we have a great show about finding God's love in times of struggle. So today is going to be another one of our devotional episodes uh, where we can uh, look into the word of God and talk together about um, finding God's love whenever we're really hurting or, or in difficult times and just, you know, what what that love looks like. So I just want to tell you a quick story about a mom named Nikki. Nikki didn't want to move again. She had finally found a place where her kids didn't need to share a room, but her 12-year-old son Alex just wasn't adjusting. Nikki finally had them in a good school, but Alex hated it. He used to bring home straight A's, but she hoped for anything better than a C at this point. He was a starting linebacker since he was in peewee football, but he didn't even try out for the team at the new school. Alex wasn't happy, and Nikki had no idea why. Nikki received a call from the principal that Alex got into a fight. She didn't believe it. But when she went to the school to pick him up, she saw a dark red mark around his right eye and crusted blood under his nostrils. What were you thinking? Nikki yelled to Alex as he stared out the car window. His silence made her anger sharpen. I can't do this anymore with you. I don't understand. We moved here so you and your sister could go to a better school, have better chances. But now you're getting into fights? What's happening to you? Silence. Answer me. Nikki's emotions overwhelmed her and they came out as anger. But Nikki was afraid. She didn't want her son to drift farther away. Alex's silence stung Nikki's heart. She wished Alex would have yelled back at her. Anything to show he still had life in him. But his flat expression terrified her as he slumped in his seat. Where was her vibrant, happy boy? Once they got home, Alex sauntered to his room and Nikki leaned on the kitchen counter. She clenched a glass of water after taking a drink. Deep breath. Nikki went to Alex's room and stood outside the door. She knocked three times. Locked. Alex, please open the door. I'm not going to yell. I just want to talk to you. Silence. Nikki feared his life was going down a path she couldn't stop. She just wanted him to know what an amazing person he was. A slight click sound. Did he just unlock the door? Maybe hope wasn't lost. She turned the handle and his door opened. She ran inside and pulled him close to her with both arms. He didn't push back or say it was weird. When she felt both his arms wrap around her, she knew something was broken, but they could fix it together. Do you feel like you need God's love to wrap around you right now? As a Christian, you probably feel like you should be praying yourself through whatever you are going through or that you haven't been living up to the Christian life that you should be living. You're not doing your part. You're not being good enough at it. Um, but the truth is that some things just knock us out. And it really can take a lot of time for us to wobble back to our feet. We try to find solutions uh, pretty much in every corner. But sometimes we just 
feel empty. You know, there's big traumatic things that can happen in our lives, but most of the time it's little things that can hit the hardest. Like the house not having a mess because your children are grown up and moved out. Or even the house being quiet because you just buried your beloved pet. We feel purpose in how we handle situations and care for the people that we love. So when we struggle and we're going through something hard where we're not feeling like we're good enough or we're not living up and doing our part and living our Christian life, we feel useless. But the struggle is inevitable because life is really hard. God says that we will have tribulations, but we will go through it with him on our side. The Christian life isn't something for us to live. It's not really up to us to do that. It's up to us to get out of the way so that Jesus can live it through us so that we let him come through Our body is our temple to our Father. And when we accept Jesus as our Savior, He lives inside of us. And that relationship with Him strengthens the more time that we spend with Him and the more that we surrender, not the more things we try to do, Um, which is kind of goes against the grain. I mean, it goes against everything that we really know in this world and everything that we try to do. So today we're just going to talk about more of how God's love impacts that in us, how he promises that through his love, he is going to equip us and just, you know, what that his love really looks like in our lives so that especially when we're going through a really rough time, we can rely on his promises. God gave us his only son, Jesus, and a helper in the Holy Spirit to carry us. So even when we have no words, our spirit groans in ways that he understands. Um, Today, I'm going to be doing a couple readings of verses from Romans as well as um, the Gospel of John. So if you wanted to get your Bible out and follow along, just staying on that part about how our spirit talks to God in ways we might not even understand, but in ways that he does is what I want to, I want to read a verse so that you can understand that sometimes when you're going through something really hard, you're not going to know how to ask for help. Um, some, you know, or you just don't feel like you even have the strength to pray, but reaching for him and, and even in tears, um, letting him know that you're just hurting and you just need his presence, your spirit and the Holy spirit is a helper for you. So if you want to turn to Romans eight chapter, or chapter 8, verse 26, the verse says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. That is, I I don't know about you, but that is 
a, a verse that has always been really encouraging to me because I know personally, there are times where I'll sit down and I'll make the time to pray and I just don't know what to ask for. I don't know what to pray. There's so many things going on in my mind that I don't even know where to lay the focus for the day. Um, aside from praying for my my husband and my sons and my family to be safe and happy and healthy, aside from that, sometimes, you know, especially anything going in, on in my life affecting me personally, um, it, it's really hard for me sometimes. So I, I love to know that the, the Holy Spirit is there helping and, and talking for me. Uh, because believe it or not, sometimes I don't have words too. <laughs> um, but it also shows us too that Jesus fights for us. He intervenes when we're overwhelmed and so does the Holy Spirit. And nothing can separate you from the love of Jesus because through him, God shows us his love despite who we are, despite the mistakes that we've made. Um, And he puts his arms around you, his child. You are his child and can give you a peace that no one can explain. No matter what you're going through, uh, God is with you. And that peace that comes through, that indescribable peace that you are, can feel overwhelmed with um, at really difficult times, it is for you. It's completely for you because he loves you. So just a couple other things I just want to touch on, okay? There's three main points that I want to make when it comes to God's love. And the first one is that God's love is not earned, There is not one thing that we can do. It's not more prayers. It's not more works, more donations, uh, more giving of ourselves. There is nothing that we can do that can keep us from his love. Okay. It's not earned. It's because of his grace that he loves us. And we will get a little bit more into how that looks once he, uh, what his grace looks like in our lives. Um, There is another chapter actually uh, in Ephesians that I just wanted to touch on because it really describes how we are saved and our faith in believing in that, believing in him, believing in his grace, believing in his son is how that works. It has nothing to do with works. It has nothing to do with any of that, because no matter what, we are dead in our trespasses, which is our sins. And everyone has sinned past, present and future. There's not one person without sin that has ever walked or will ever walk on this earth except Jesus Christ. So there is not one thing we can do to change that other than believing and having faith in Jesus to cover that and to be the intercession to make intercession for us with our father so this i just want to open to ephesians chapter 2 uh, verses 4 through 8 it says but god who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in trespasses made us alive together with christ 
By grace, you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, we might sh- he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Not one part of that said anything about what we have to do. It is by his grace that we have been saved. And here's how. Jesus Christ. (laughs) That's it. Two words and that's it. Now, some of you may be questioning or, or maybe on the fence of really believing that that is the truth or really accepting Jesus into your life as your savior, as your own personal savior. Maybe it seems like it's too much for you or maybe there's a part of you inside your heart right now that is feeling pulled to know more like you feel this like craving this hunger that's starting to build and build and build and I encourage you to not let that go out not not let that little fire go out because that's put in you for a purpose and if you seek him and you seek the truth you will find it and he reaches for you and that's him reaching for you so that you know the truth and his love is not something that you have to earn but you can just accept you just accept it and the way you accept it is by accepting Jesus Christ as your savior and you say God I accept you as my father in heaven I accept Jesus as my savior who has died and rose again for me for my sins and is alive and that's it that's all you got to do now His love is present. So the second point I want to make is that God's love is present whether we accept it or not. And that is something that is also (laughs) very (laughs) kind of mind-blowing because we in our lives, you know, we have or crave so much control in everything that we do. And, And there's so much responsibility and accountability that we must take for what we d- choose to do and what we decide. But when it comes to God's love for us, that is there whether we accept it or not, because he already gave us his son. He already acted out of grace so that we could be reconciled to him. So no matter if we accept it or we don't, he has already shown his love toward you as his child and wants to be reconciled again with you. And I'm going to read a verse that is probably one of the most quoted verses in all of scripture. Um, Actually, two verses. And in this context, I want you to really think about God's love being there whether you accept it or you don't, just how present it is. Now, this verse is in John chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. 
that speaks to my heart personally because I know the mistakes that I've made in my own life and that I have struggled personally with feeling unworthy and not good enough. And I know that I am not, but instead of focusing on the condemnation that I want to give to myself, I focus on how God sent Jesus for me so that I can be saved. And I encourage you to focus on him for acceptance and not on the reasons you feel you should be condemned because that's not what Jesus is for. That's not why he came. That's not why God loved us so much that he sent him. He sent him because he loves us and out of his grace so that we could be saved and that we could have reconciliation again with him. Now, the last point, now I'm sorry I get choked up about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I think I can hold it together and then I can't. So I just got to let it out, you know. Uh, so the third point I want to make is that God's love is evident in the life of Jesus Christ. And there are so many examples. <laughs> there are so many examples. But a couple verses that I want to share with you is what Jesus says. And it, they are in John chapter 15. So the first verse I want to share with you is from John chapter 15, verse 9, that says, As the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Now, that word abide can be, I guess, confusing to some people. Um, I, I've heard that some people kind of get tripped up a little bit or maybe just don't understand really fully what that means. Now, earlier, whenever I said how Jesus lives on the inside of us, that our body is a temple to God, that it is not ours, it's actually his. And it's where, you know, our spirit, where we meet Jesus in our body and in our prayers and in the time that we set aside. And when we are trying to walk that Christian walk, the Christian life, trying to do good, be faithful, believe in him, love him, love other people, live our purpose the way that he wants us to. The way that we can do that is whenever Jesus is right there with us, where he is living on the inside of us and to abide with him and his love is to be like arm in arm, like shackled together um, because he then comes through and he's able to come through you to show that love to other people. And that's how he wants us to love other people, to love ourselves, love other people. And he says that in verses 12 through 13. So if you want to stay in John 15 verses 12 through 13, he says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. 
that is um that verse also always has struck me too because jesus is calling us his friends and in the next verse he even goes into saying you are my friends if you keep my commandments so this is my commandment that you love one another as i have loved you and he has loved us with a sacrificial love well he has really loved us with every kind of love you can think uh but that sacrificial love has has given us purpose and meaning and has given us the chance to be a child of god to accept god and accept the blessings that god has given us and to live a purpose that is something greater than we could ever imagine in our self or even in the world. And it, it sometimes is very difficult. It's difficult. It's a struggle. It's, it's going through difficult times, especially keeping faith in those times. Um, but remembering that it's not what you have done that has made God love you. He loves you, period. You are his child. He has created you wonderfully. You are wonderfully and fearfully made. And he has such a glorious purpose for you. And no matter what you are feeling today, I want you to just take away one thing. And that is that God has loved you from the moment you were ever formed. He has loved you your entire life before you ever accepted his son or have not accepted his son. His arms are wrapping around you in this time, this difficult time you're going through. If you're going through um, a tragedy or a struggle or anything like that, just remember to reach out, reach for him. Your Holy Spirit will help you. Jesus helps make intercession for you to your Father who loves you. Please don't stop reaching for him because he loves you so much that he sent his only begotten son into the world so that through him you could be saved and have everlasting life. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's show. You'll find links to what we discussed in the blog post version of this episode at www.eyewitnesspodcast.com. Our featured resource for you today is a book called Hope for the Holidays by Josie Wilson, aka me. In the depths of despair, can one woman find the strength to accept the love of God? Sarah's world was shattered two years ago with the loss of her beloved husband. This Christmas, Sarah's struggle reaches a tipping point. With the mounting pressure to provide for her children and the weight of her sorrow, she finds herself at a crossroads. Will she continue to turn away from God or will she find the courage to face her pain and embrace the love that all has always been there for her? If you want a free copy of Hope for the Holidays, just click the link in the show notes. I'm so grateful for this time with you and thank you for listening.